following content is tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Start the show. Sometimes it's got to be, I don't know. Sometimes you just, I just go, I don't know. Something Sam, Samuel Jackson said. I don't Damn, know. Sam. It'd, it'd be like that. <laughs> you know, the most amazing thing about that to this day is is still that they, that line was written, that line was written by fans after the movie. I think the movie was already done. Okay. And someone just like wrote in the forum, like, he better say this line. And they went back and they included that one single line in just like a cutaway edit in the movie. They felt a way about him not squeezing the motherfucker in. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. I am D. Randall. I am a poser. (laughs) What? You know, the, the as as of this recording, the Astros are in the World Series. The Astros are currently in the World Series. That's they're, right. They're down 2-0. Bro, 0-2. everybody lighting their candles. But, you know. Praying on the altar of Jose Altuve. When they give you Astros t-shirt day at work and let you wear jeans. Damn right. I got you got to do that shit. On. I haven't watched a pitch of baseball in I don't know how many years. I don't. I know of an Altuve on the team. Ask me to name anybody else on the Astros. Not even Verlander. That sounds like a name that I've heard before. Yes. <laughs> I painted my beard orange he, on a dare today. Y'all, D. Randall currently has an orange beard. If you go to the Instagram story, you'll see it. Somebody's Instagram story, maybe mine. You'll see it. Yeah, he definitely has an orange beard, and he definitely got talked into this. I really hope it washes out. <laughs> I really do. Oh, man. Um, well, that's a sample of how his week's gone. Yeah. Um, Have you even started drinking yet? <clears throat> I definitely started drinking, Woo. and uh, there will be more drinking to come uh, tonight once I, once I leave, because <sighs> I am definitely going back... This is the first time I have left the house since uh, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock last night, because 9 o'clock last night, since I pre-ordered, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Mm. has been released. I have not left my man cave. (laughs) Uh, I have not put on clothes, except to come here. I was going to say, he's... You look a little clothed now, uh, but it, it looks like you literally like, yeah, I just put this on because I'm going in public. Literally, just my only activity of responsibility today was getting up to get 30, 40 minutes of cardio in, take a shower, put whatever was on top of the pile on. <laughs> and come here to pod. Yes. I said I told people yesterday in a, I will unless it's about potting unless it's about modern warfare. I will not be responding. Damn. 
Not even. Not even for a smash. No, no, no. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's a, that's a that's a hard consideration. Um. So. I, oh, you know what? Let me go ahead and say one thing about Modern Warfare. Uh, so, those of you that are familiar familiar with Call of Duty, first of all, Modern War- this new Modern Warfare is maybe the best one of the series yet. Uh, historically, in Call of Duty, when you die, they have like a a like battle warrior combat Zen quote from some famous president or some mm-hmm. famous general or something. Bruh, this Call of Duty was just towing the line of trying it either to not be problematic or to be as problematic as the old modern warfares were. Yeah. Something we're used to. Do you know who they gave us a quote from when you die? Who? Chris Kyle. You talking about American Sniper? Chris American Sniper Kyle. Yo. <laughs> Not only did they give you a, a, a quote from Chris Kyle, they gave you a quote that was basically about him killing killing insurgents or killing what he perceived to be insurgents and basically saying, yes, they deserve to die and I hope they burn in hell. Uh... They were so close. I mean, but uh... with Call of Duty, problematic is kind of the starting point. Like, they're all kind of about people shooting up foreign evil people. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying that was a weird one. That's what you plan. That's that look, they don't give the quotes in the in the online <laughs> multiplayer. So I'm not so, you know, that was the last time that might be the last time I played a campaign, but god damn it, uh this online multiplayer is the truth. Um I'm an instrument of death. Yeah, and the fact that uh, it's it's crossplay. What does that mean? Crossplay means this new thing now where multi-platform. Multi-platform. Oh, so now you're playing against people. Now PS4 play, people are playing against uh, X bitches. I mean, people on Xbox. That's right. That's right. And people on PC. Now the people on PC, they're already hoity-toity. They're already. We can mod her stuff out. Oh, this, blah, blah, blah. I'm going gonna, gonna to play a Spider-Man. Mm, they're, like they're, they're already feeling themselves. You can't tell them shit. But um, Xbox people will finally get to understand why PS4 people are superior. By the way, PlayStation gang all day, every day. Gang, gang. Gang, gang all day. I don't understand you Xbox people. I don't need that much controller. I nope. don't need those many buttons. Nope. I don't understand you people. Nope. Uh, I don't understand why you need so many kinds of joysticks. Hmm. Uh, and you and much like the rest of Microsoft, you think you're special because you have those little super special uh, controller jacks uh, that not just any regular controller can get in. Um, you're not special. Sorry, no, not at all. Uh, shout out to Bill Gates. Uh, let's see, humans ain't shit. This week, um, I want okay. So I want to tackle a couple of standing issues from the week in this humans ain't shit. Uh, one of which many of you have heard about, which is tank sucking dick, or tank um, 
suggesting that if you were to, if you're a male, if you identify as male and you were to suck one dick in experiment in experimental purposes, that does not make you gay. This is not. Now, let me just say, this is not a. This is not really like a hot button thing to say. It's been. This is a thing that's been said before. It's you know. It's. It's been said before. It, you know. it was definitely an episode of Insecure that everybody talked about, where the the bright dude Jared, shout out to Langston Kerman. I think he just got married in real life. Yeah. Um. Uh. Jared had told Molly that he had experimented in college and it was a little off-putting to her. It was really more off-putting to her friends because Molly a freak. We know she don't, she really ultimately shouldn't give a damn. Um, But we've seen this before. We've heard this before. And also on a side note, I should just mention the double standard at play here. Women experiment in college all the time. Women will tell you they experiment. Women grope each other all the time. Nothing is said about it. Unless it makes one of the women uncomfortable, in which case we do, you know, yeah. that harassment is not cool. That's not what we're talking about. Um, Here's my thing. First of all, the double standard. Women get a lot of room to explore their sexual identity and not be labeled for it. I mean, there are some people that would probably label them, but fuck them. We're not talking about the fuck niggas. Um, meanwhile, men don't get as much room to explore their sexual identity and then get dinged on the head and then they get dinged on the nose for having not done that work. Like it comes up in a lot of conversations about homophobia. And it should. About homophobia, about transphobia, um, anything like that. It comes up that men have men have, uh, men supposedly have not done that work and have not asked themselves those questions about who they are sexually because it's not allowed in our society. That's a good point. I also believe and this is me being a messy bitch. If Tank says, hey, if you only suck one or two dicks, you're not gay. I have a feeling that Tank has sucked quite a few dicks. <laughs> oh. I have a feeling that Tank is grossly understating the amount of penis. The, the amount of dicks he sucked. Yeah. Um, I think at the very least, <laughs> um, I think at the very least, most uh, R&B dudes are bisexual. But I don't really? have, I don't have any. I don't have any solid evidence, but wow. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that the tank has sucked at least double digit penises. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, now whether or not that makes him gay, that's you know that's, that's up to other people's interpretation. I feel like that's between him and his wife, and the people whose dicks he sucked, and the, and the dicks that he has or has not sucked. But you know, I'm just. I'm, I'm not just mad at it. it. And before, and I know some of you niggas are about to go. Well, Oz, would you suck a dick? No, I don't. But I don't have a want to suck a dick. 
I don't. I, dicks don't do anything for me. I know that. I know that without having to put one in my mouth. But I'm not everybody. Yeah. Tank might Tank need to know what Tank need to know what a dick tastes like. And damn it, he has that right. As long as it's all consensual. Tank can suck. Tank can have sucked as many dicks as he likes. And if he and if if he doesn't identify as gay, then damn it, you got to let him. Here's 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 what I say about that, y'all. Um, the the definitive answer to that question about whether or not if someone is gay, whether or not they suck, you know, if they suck one or two dicks, right? Um, the answer to that is it's none of my business at all, and it's also none of yours at all whatsoever. And you know, Tank, we don't. I personally don't care where your mouth has been, Tank. I, I really don't. Um, the, the, the secret, y'all, is do what you do. Most of us really don't give a shit about who you fuck. That's that's just me. Like I really not at all. I even you know I you know I'll even say this to my friends out there. I don't really care who y'all fuck. I just care that you're happy and that you're healthy. I don't care about all the other shit. I don't care if you're straight or gay. I really don't. And if somebody runs up on if somebody runs up on you trying to trying to throw hands over who you are, yeah, I'll smack the shit out of them. Yeah, I mean, other than that, straight, that's my whole involvement. Straight or gay, I don't give a damn who you're fucking, and I don't really want to hear about it. We we give a lot, and and I, I say all this to get to an ultimate point. I'm not even going to talk about the tampons because there, there was way too much tampon talk in my in my social media feed. Um, let them let let them people let them people have whatever they want them tampon labels. Um, my ultimate point, Craig Lindsay said this a long time ago, hmm. and he was absolutely right. And shout out to another member of Team Oz, Mr. Ryan Gabriel, um, who also said this. If it were not for racism, if it were not for the issue of race, a lot of black people you know would absolutely be Republicans. Mm-hmm. Or would I, or or would also identify as conservative? Here's where I make a confession. <clears throat> Here's where I make a confession. Okay, we got a D. Randall confession. Let's go. Right. Um, and I, I, I actually took a. Uh, I've taken a few uh, political identification quizzes over the last several years. Okay, and. On most of those quizzes, I qualify as a um, a social liberal fiscal conservative. I'm I'm pretty much right in the middle as a social liberal fiscal conservative. Yeah. So um, so in in terms of social issues, I tend to lean very liberally. Sure. In terms of fiscal and monetary issues, I tend to be more conservative. Okay. And when you kind of add the two together, I'm almost like a textbook moderate. Sure. Now, that almost scared me because, uh, you know, it, it's it's hard to identify with, with you know, and we, we have to remember there's a difference. There's a difference between being, there's a difference between having like textbook conservative values and being Republican. Sure. So I, yeah. I, I I understand exactly what that means. There is a stigma attached to it for a lot of us 
And, I, and again, I'm not calling myself conservative, just letting y'all know. I'm not conservative. I'm very much in the moderate domain. But being described as having some conservative tendencies is a little disconcerting because, because the first thing you think about is the GOP and the Republicans. Right. And a lot of the bullshit they do on the social and monetary side. Like, in terms of actual textbook conservative fiscal policy, yeah, I'll, I'll be that. But in terms of the fuck shit that these niggas are actually doing out in the real world, eat a dick. The whole wow. dick. And nothing but the dick. And that, ladies and gentlemen, has been uh, Political Identities featuring Thank you. D. Randall. So it's okay, it's, okay, it's okay, I think, for people to accept that they may have certain tendencies, so to speak, that, that lean one way or the other. But I'm just saying all that to agree with you in that <clears throat> I think if if you took out the racism and the white supremacy and the Mitch McConnellism of this whole GOP shit, a lot of dudes would just be like, yeah, I actually am. Right. I actually am. That's how I feel. Uh, you know, most black Southern Protestants would probably be conservative. And your your pastor. Your oh, yeah. pastor. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yes. It's probably a card-carrying Absolutely. Republican. Absolutely. I'm just saying, y'all. Absolutely. It's laminated on the side of his personal helicopter. Mm-hmm. He has um, the app. He, right. Um, And I think what kills me about <clears throat> black people and conservatism is that, and it's really some of the things that kill me about white people, which is you would think that a race of people who historically speaking have not had an identity have not had a a history or a real identity for centuries because Mm -hmm. our history and our names were taken away from us centuries ago yep would understand and this is as it relates to trans people would understand the importance and the the how feverish trans people can be when it comes to reserving the right to identify themselves for themselves that's yeah that's that that blows my mind that we understand that when it's us but we don't understand it when it's other people absolutely there's so much about intersectionality that black people miss that kills me and i don't understand why a lot of times because they they i think a lot of and I'm just speaking for us by us think of things in one immediate issue. Right. Um, and in most cases it's, it's race. It's just being black. And, you know, I think, you know, and, and people talk about there are privileges within our own communities. There's, there's definitely, you know, us being cis hetero males. Sure. There is definitely a privilege that we have that, um, a black woman, a which, black woman, which really is the least protected on the social yeah. scale. Or if you get all the way down to trans women, you know, you right. know, that's, there's definitely a privilege that we have over them, and we have to understand the, sec- the, the intersectionality between, um, you know, gender identity and race. This is and sexuality and all that. There's a strange resentment from the cishets. Yeah. towards the LGBT community that just blows my mind. Um, but 
if that if there were one thing I wish we could work on, it could be it would be the intersectionality of things, and we see, and when we see that our oppressors definitely feel a certain type and would benefit greatly from in from us infighting, mm-hmm. I think that we would definitely move forward light years. I feel like we're still having antiquated conversations when these things come up yeah. via social media. I think we're I believe we're still having antiquated conversations. I believe that our oppressors are better for it, going untouched really. Yeah. Um so yeah. Another another thing and I I I I apologize for digging so deep into this. No, do it, do it, do it. Cuz I was I was having the same conversation with uh, one of my production partners early in the week. Um because we we do talk a lot about how a lot of us feel that black people should not be voting Republican or even fucking with Republicans. Let's keep it a whole stack, y'all. Democrats need to start earning our fucking votes as well. Absolutely. They Hunt. got they got that shit too easy. 1,000%. They got that shit too easy. We might even have to start third party in these niggas. Bruh. Because if we could find some third party people that weren't fucking lunatics. Yeah. I'd be all down for it because they they're getting off they're getting off scot free. They just know like they don't even have to try hard to get our votes, and then when they get the votes, they don't have to do shit with it except like oppose Republicans. Because if they really polled us, a lot of these motherfuckers they'd get a poll that says, uh, "Well, f- well, seventy percent of black people said quote because I can't fuck with Jill Stein." If Trump wasn't in office, it would be a problem for Democrats right now. Real problem. I'm not even going to lie. It would be a problem for them right Real now. Real problem. So y'all got like a, a year and a half to get your shit together. No, y'all got a year to get your shit together. Because, look, y'all, look, we told y'all the problem. We Y'all wanted Bernie out the paint so bad, y'all have more or less gotten Bernie out the paint because that heart attack was the last straw. Yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about. I, I don't think it matters politically, but the optics of it. I think they got him out. I think he's done. He'll keep campaigning yeah. and he'll concede on a cold day in hell. But I think he's done. So now y'all have put y'all are putting the fate of the future on Biden and Warren, basically, <laughs> more or less. Um, and Elizabeth Warren is a good one. She ain't gonna get it though. But fam. She ain't gonna get it. I I just I feel like it's still a boys club up there. Yeah. They're they're more sexist than they are racist. Right. They're they, more sexist than yeah. they are racist, and they're definitely more sexist than they are anti uh socialist. They'll put Bernie on. Like they 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 plowed Bernie under last time. They'll put Bernie on before they put Warren on. And Warren is basically the version of Bernie that doesn't need a system update, that knows what the fuck young people are talking about. Um, so yeah, they, y- y'all got y'all got a year get your thing together. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Song of the week. Hmm. Man, I gotta go hip hop. What? I gotta keep it hip hop. We this back, week. man. So I've been I've been. You know, when I turn on Call of Duty or any of my shooters, it's all hip hop. It's all hip hop. It's all East Coast carjacking. Mm. All East Coast uh, fuck 'em up shit. That is why.
The song of the week this week is from the Beat Nuts. Wow. Shout out to the Psycho Lesson Juju. I didn't see that coming. Uh, This is my favorite. This is one of my favorite hip-hop songs. This is the Beat Nuts with no escape in this. Oh, Greg, nice. Pour yourself something. Mm. Get comfortable. Mm. This is gonna be. I think this is gonna be that kind of podcast. I think. I think this song will set the tone. Yes. For the rest of the pod. I, and I just took a big gulp of tequila. Real talk. So get ready. Listen to the song of the week. We will be right back with more opinions while black. Let's, Let's go. go. No escaping this. Oh, oh, 
turn it out. Oh, mm. oh my God. Oh, oh. turn it out. Oh, Greg Nice. Greg Nice is the greatest. Oh man, that's what that that beat is just timeless, bro. That, yeah. No escaping this. No one's ready to deal with us. That was the beat nuts with no escaping this. That song gets me fucking hyped Yo, every time. I feel sorry for y'all that weren't around in the nineties. Oh my god! Don't be calling my shit old too. <laughs> That's when that shit was real. <laughs> the That's raw, when that shit was raw. The, the raw shit. The time, the era of rapidly rap. That's when they cared about lyrics. <laughs> when you had Greg Nice, you had- Greg Nice, Greg NCE dropping the bass, so I we we <laughs> hey! lyrics. What they know about that, y'all, man? Y'all out here listening to Young Thug? Y'all forgot about Greg Nice, man. The Beat Nuts, Native Tongues, Common Been in Love for five albums, man. I I forgot he came out with an album this year. He did. He did. It was not bad. It was very uh forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> it Obviously. Was, it was a 90s black rom-com. It was it was it was very like Love Jones. You could play um, that over Love Jones. Um what's the other Love one? and Basketball? The Last Man? The Best Man. The Best Man, yeah. Which yeah, is celebrating his 20 year anniversary. 20 years? How old? Damn. Are we? Damn. I mean, I'm older. You know they were supposed to do a, a third best man. <laughs> They're gonna do uh, best man. It was best man. It was best man holiday. Then they were gonna do another best man wedding. Where I think I think Terrence Howard and that girl were gonna get married. Oh man, <laughs> that wasn't gonna work out, man. Hey. <laughs> but you know now Terrence Howard has has retired to go reinvent math or some shit. He went to go full hotel. This nigga went to go open the Stargate and this motherfucker. <laughs> You know, when you dance with ponies at the Stargate. When you when when you open the flower of life properly. Your butthole. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Oh that shit. was my friend Tequila speaking. Oh man, yeah, we got started early. It's cool. Uh I'll see. Content content wise. Uh have you watched uh Raising Dion? You know what? I got. I got. I have to spend like an entire week just Netflixing shit because I just have not fired up Netflix. Netflix. Net. Netflix. Netflix is uh, going to premiere on um, Opinions While Black we'll after, dark. Out to after Dark. <laughs> Netflix. But Netflix. Netflix. Uh, I haven't fired it up in a while. Um, for those of you who have been asking, um, Opinions While Black After Dark is definitely in the works. <laughs> Uh, I would like to be able to give it to you before the year is up. We will see how that works out. He said, give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Raising Dion. Um, I Now, I got through it in about a day. Uh, it's like, it's like, it's like, well, you know, that's the new form now. Like, it's like eight or nine episodes. Like half hour episodes or hour? Hour. Okay, I can do that. I think it's like eight or nine. That's fair. Uh, that's the new, and I like that. That's the new formula now, uh, because you don't have to worry about advertisers. Yes, you don't. You don't have to worry about keeping the advertisers on the hook. So unlike Arrow or whatever, you don't have like twenty three episodes in a season. Uh, you can tell. You can get in, tell your story, and get out. Get in, get out. Honestly, out other than Daredevil, I feel like the Marvel shows were 
maybe had an episode or two too much. They each had, they because they had like 13 episodes. I always yeah. felt like they were three episodes too long. If they had a solid 10 episodes, they would have had tighter stories. With the exception of maybe Daredevil. I'll say with yeah. the exception of like Agreed. Daredevil seasons one and three. Yeah. One season two went a little long. A little long. Um, but yeah. So raising Dion, so I think it's like eight or nine episodes. Man, I have to tell you, it's a cute show. It's a cute show. If you like like the first season of The Flash, like you don't need anything too deep. You just want something to be fun, and that's part of what we have to get used to with the content. Everything's not going to be Atlanta, and everything doesn't need yeah. to be. I, I feel like for us to really make progress as far as content, the whole spectrum has to be filled. And Raising Dion is a wonderful, wholesome, um, tightly tightly put together black show. Um, I think that I never thought I would see a – like I – I didn't. I wasn't sitting around wondering where Jason Ritter was, <laughs> but Jason Ritter did his thing. Michael B. Jordan, man, people give Michael B. Jordan shit about his acting. I liked him in this. Mm. I really did. I liked him a lot in this. And he supposedly he picked this up and kind of produced. He picked it this and, up and kind of yeah, like executive produced it. You can tell that he, he, he Aunt Viv the, the main character and everything. He did kind of Aunt Viv the main character a little yeah. bit. I'm also not complaining because. <laughs> Uh, she fine. She fine. She, okay. she 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 like Misty Copeland fine. Like oh, she bad. I'm I'm just telling you that she bad. Oh, I could I could sit through another eight or nine episodes of her for mm. real. I I was amazed that see if they really wanted this to be realistic, they'd have the other kids at school making fun of Dion because his mama fine. Mm. I think we all had that one in, in growing up in school where we didn't understand what fine was until so-and-so's mama showed up. I had a homeboy from, like, I think from, like, middle school on. I'm not going to say his name, but I, he probably knows who he is. But we all talked about how fine his mama was. His mama's still fine, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name. He's going to get mad. But I haven't seen him in years. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was mad, and, and 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 it was one of those things where what was you gonna do? Fight because your mama fine? Shut up! No, she not. <laughs> no, your mama bad. <laughs> your mama sex tapeable, and Dion's mama mm. is bad. Dion's mom's bad. Dion's aunt is bad. Oh yeah. Uh, the 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 chick from Ballers, the um, old boy's wife. Oh. Uh, uh, what's his? Oh, what's his, uh, Charles's wife? What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, Charles's wife. Yeah, she fine. I'm gonna have to make that a priority. Uh, but um, content wise, um, raising Dion is adorable, and it's adorable, and it's one I always compare. You know, I'm a big Superman guy. Mm-hmm. I always compare things to. Uh, I think Superman is one of the big. Legends that a lot of these, that a lot of these stories kind of borrow from, like Unbreakable. What if, what if Superman was one of us, really? Yeah. And what if he was kind of a schmuck? <laughs> um, Raising Dion poses, what if Superman, you know, the one hope and light of the world, were just some kid who misses his dad? Yeah. 
and it teaches a lot it teaches a few hero lessons but it also teaches a lot of people lessons that a hero would need to exist out in the world right um it there's a lot of good representation uh here there's a lot of low key representation uh gay people the uh uh what's her name Dion's mother her gay boss is always on point it's always on point best suits ever the the wardrobe mm. whoever does the wardrobe here deserves an award um the there was oh my favorite piece of representation Dion's science teacher a black dark-skinned male science teacher with prominently african features who was teaching Dion and his uh they're probably going to become friends next season <laughs> and his rival how uh, in a a mediation this kid's 9 years old in a mediation how to settle conflicts peacefully what that's a lot that's a Damn. lot in one character honestly i thought he was going i thought he was going to get with i thought he was going to get with Dion's mom but that wasn't in the cards um which tells me that we've not seen the last of Michael B. Jordan, yeah, as Dion's father. <laughs> um, but that's a that's some that's some really good representation. Even even the love interest in in the the one who becomes the love interest, who is another, who is a, a dancer in the dance company that Dion's mother works for. That's cool. That's cool to see a brother in tights. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you get this Alvin Ailey on. Yeah, we don't see we don't see that kind of representation a lot. So I was really proud of this. I was really proud to have sat through that the whole day. Um, uh, there's a good twist that I did not see coming. Don't spoil uh, it. I'm not gonna spoil it. Um, the big bad. Um, I don't know what science fiction's affliction with smoke monsters is. Like, just random smoke monsters. That's weird. But um, more or less, I think this deserves another season. It deserves another two seasons. Uh, it, I love that the stars are out here putting their money where their mouth is. You know, Michael B. Jordan said a long time ago that we did not have mythology like this represented on film. Right, right. And people killed him for it because they, cause they, they thought he was talking about something else. That wasn't what he was talking about. I knew that, and so I love that uh, that we're out here putting our money where our mouth is. Uh, Viola Davis is out here adopting um, fucking Octavia Butler stories. Yeah, so I'm very happy to see that. Um, I absolutely uh, recommend Raising Dion. Now, Watchmen. My nigga. Watchmen. If ever there was a property that I would never think would turn into Afrofuturism, Watchmen is it. They they caught me slipping. Bruh. They caught me slipping. Watchmen did that shit. Regina King wants this Emmy bad. Bruh. And she might get it. Okay. So HBO has adopted um the epic comic Watchmen into a series. We don't know if it might be limited because Lindelof swears that he 
created this only to, only for the purposes of one season. Um, but Watchmen definitely shocked my draws. First of all, they start us when they start it. They started. They started with they, Black Wall Street. They opened with the fall of Black Wall Street. Tulsa, 1921. When I saw that, I said, 1921, that's Tulsa, Oklahoma. Are they doing that? Black Wall Street, my nigga. They don't teach. And as it turns out, they don't teach Black Wall Street in school. Oh, no. Why how, would they? How could they? Right. Why would they? That was the first time, and I realized that that was the first time I've seen a representation of Black Wall Street. Like it looked like some World War Two shit, and and we realize why now. Yeah, because if we if we did get taught that, we'd be mad. We'd be angry for the rest of our lives. You got planes basically dropping. You have planes dropping bombs in a neighborhood. White people out in the open with Klan suits on, hoods Capping pulled niggas. off, capping niggas left and right. That's why they don't teach that shit, y'all. That's why they don't teach that shit. If you want a nigga to be mad, tell him the truth. Woo. If you want a nigga to be mad at somebody, tell him the truth. And they start us with that. They start us with Black Wall Street, uh, which uh, factors in heavily in this particular story in the Watchmen universe. Um, And then right after that, in the present day, they open up with a future song. <laughs> with a white boy, with a racist white boy in his truck hauling lettuce. Lettuce. Bumping future. That sounds about right, though. The Now, the cops. A black cop pulls him over. When the black, when the black cop senses that this dude is suspect... These are spoilers. These are spoilers. You're going to get them. Yeah. He has to radio in to have his weapon unholstered, and they have to buzz it. Like when you buzz somebody to let them in the door, Mm -hmm. they have to buzz his holster open. Strangely enough, no body cams, though. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Nonetheless... We open up with yet another nigga getting shot on the job. I was a little put off by this because this now reaches like the 10, 15 minute mark. And it's been nothing but niggas getting capped. And just when, just when I thought it was just going to be niggas getting capped all all episode, Mm. in comes Regina motherfucking King. My gosh. The black woman is God. The black woman is God. First of all, Regina King is like late 40s and still fine as fuck. Fine. I mean, bad. She got, and and then had the nerve to get in the gym for this. (sighs) Jesus. You know what's wild? I hate myself sometimes. Because I, I, sometimes when you hear or read certain things, you kind of downplay what they are. When people are like, yeah, the new Watchmen series is going to be, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be starring Regina King. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay, so she's going to be in it. And the more I hear about it, the more they're like, mm, she's kind of the central character. I'm like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Regina King? Sister Knight. How? I found out how. 
very quickly. My God. Man. She came in with this Knight Rider ass. I Look, think that was the car from Train Today. It was. Uh, it could have been. Yeah, that was the car. I, from I just know Day. she came in. She came in whooping ass. Beating, walked off in a trailer park, whooping a whooping a white boy's ass and yeah. throwing him in the trunk. <laughs> Beat the fuck it. Now, let me just say, we're talking about this as if this is just a, a blackity black show. No, it. This is a black show, but not in the sense of what you might be used to. It's not an all black cast. Right. It's not even an all-black crew. Right. But from the way racism is spoken about, from how the central characters are treated, mm-hmm. everything about this screams a black show. Well, it, it, it's it, it the show makes sense because it takes place in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. So it would make sense that in this fictional world of, of super-powered beings, let's say, if, if if an entire society was destroyed, so to speak, like, like Black Wall Street was, it makes sense that the descendants of the people that were involved in that, at some point, might have something to say about it or might have right. something to, to do with, with protecting it or whatever you want to call it. Sure. And the fact that Regina King's character, who we only know a little bit about, like we, she might have been a cop. She might have been on the force. Um, what we do know is that she's a vigilante. And what we do know is well, she's fuck- a vigilante cop. Vigilante cop. Like when you like when you reach a certain yeah. status in the police force. Okay. You're given like one of these little identities. Gotcha. I noticed that because all the officers had regular shit, had regular uniforms, but yeah. they covered their face. Right. And fuck your interrogation. Call Regina Bruh. King. <laughs> Walked in with the Vic Mackey shit. <laughs> we gonna take you to the let me take you to this room. We don't know what happened. All we know is we got what we needed. That man pissed himself. I feel like that. I feel like that man pissed himself. That was a lot of water and, and a lot of bleeding. blood. And we don't know where it was coming from. Yeah, that man pissed it himself. It might have been though. coming from the same place. Oh, man. He, yeah, Regina know. King was fucking, was fucking boys up. Um, and and uh, Jeremy, uh, first of all, Jeremy Irons, bro. Jeremy Irons, who I, who I, I have a feeling he's going to be Ozymandias. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, um, I knew that from the cake. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like uh, I like what they're doing with that. I like what they're doing with that. Let me tell you something. If somebody told me that Don Johnson was what? going to steal the show in 2019, in 2019, the year of our Lord, I'd have laughed at him. Nevertheless, Don Johnson was acting his motherfucking ass off. Don Johnson sang Oklahoma, fam, <laughs> and sang it well. And by the way, this version of Oklahoma is starring black people. It's starring all black people. Don Johnson sang the fuck out of Oklahoma. Bear in mind, for those of you that have, that that were not that were not born in the eighties, um, this is the motherfucker who sang Heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 80s babies. We're not letting we're not letting you forget we're not letting Don Johnson forget Heartbeat. <laughs> Um, but Don Johnson showed out, but then back to Regina King. Yeah. And I, and I do like the fact that this is a, this is a multicultural ca- cast facts without feeling forced at all. Like you whatsoever. got, you got little white girls calling the black dude daddy. Yep. And I was like, I, I'm trying to figure it out, but I also don't care. 
and one kid whooped an, one one white kid whooped another white kid's ass over some racism. <laughs> that was that was special. Yeah. I I enjoyed that. Yeah, this is this is a special show. I really enjoyed that. Damon Lindelof did his he thing. He did with that this shit. shit. Trent Reznor with the music. Trent Reznor, Atticus Fitch. Trent Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross. Atticus Ross. I keep saying Fitch. That's Killamaka. Um Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross with this music. They did that. Yeah. Like the music was so appropriate at all times. And some of the strange moments with the music mm-hmm. were very ominous. But then when nothing would happen, like it would throw you off. It was a red herring thing. Yeah. Um, my favorite moment with the music was when was when Regina King would get in the uniform and jump off in her like night rider ass car. <laughs> And it sounded it all sounded very eighties and Knight yeah. Rider and very retro. Yep. Very much like that like my movie Drive. Yes. Drive's one of my favorite I movies. I can see that. Um Regina King wants this Emmy bad it, and they're it, gonna give it to her. She can get it. She's gonna get it. Like it, HBO is locking her down too, because you know they got her signed for uh some more boondocks. Yes. For for HBO Max. Yes. I'll be there. Uh, uh, yeah, HBO Max got my money for that. I will say, um, you know, with, without spoiling too much, sure. um, the thing that I like about this show also is that you can tell that it definitely does tie into the source material. Facts. And and it, it, it it's definitely the spiritual successor to the book. Not, Agreed. Not so much the movie yet, but the, but definitely with the book. There are a few, there are a few little um, Easter eggs in there that, that, point you towards events in the book itself and I'm pretty sure we'll see more of that world play out as the season goes along. I'm 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 definitely sold on this show. I'm shit. in and and uh make sure you're following uh opinions while black on Twitter because uh, 'cause I'll definitely be live tweeting this. Hell yes. I'll definitely Hell be live yes. tweeting this as we go. Oh wish you got the shotgun from the headboard. Bruh she had a shotgun in the fucking headboard of her bed. And just to show you the re- the role reversal of uh, power in this relationship, she pulls the shotgun out of the headboard, pulls a Beretta out, hands the smaller gun, the Beretta, to her civilian husband. Black Mamba. <laughs> right? And it's like, if anybody comes on the porch, you shoot them. That's usually what the hero says, the male hero says to the woman. And he was like, you know what? You're right. You you show motherfucking right. <laughs> Go get him, baby. I have no doubt in my mind that if anybody showed up that <laughs> night, they got shot. Yes. First of all, you interrupted them in the middle of dick. She was almost there. She was almost there. <laughs> she was almost there. And you can tell that the that the husband's a reasonable one because yeah. he was like, man, no, you got to get that. It's going to wake yeah. the kids. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, no, we all been there, and you know he he you know he wanted to finish. Oh man, yeah. you, you you they both wanted to fucking yeah. finish. She she looked she sounded mad, the motherfucker. She picked up that phone. Hello, and you know what? You know that one, and it was not good news. <laughs> no, it was not. Um, so that was that. Uh, last thing I have on content, Frank Ocean dropped a new song. Hmm. Have you heard that? Have mm-hmm. you heard it? No. Frank Frank Ocean dropped a new song called DHL. Hmm. Uh, there are drums. Oh, that's a that's a that's a change. There there are drums. Um, so far, it is. I don't think he's announced an album. And he probably won't. He has not announced an album. He has not announced a project. Um, and he probably won't until the late 
2030s. Um, you just or just whenever he gets bored, it'll be out on Tuesday. He'll be like, oh, by the way, y'all released an album about an hour ago. Y'all should give y'all give y'all just a little bit of the new Frank. Definitely drums. A lot of rapping. Look at them shakes. Made up a dance. How come you shook? But I ain't took out my hands. Hey. Beans. Skirt. Bucks. Stars. Struck. It's coming soon. So, um, I don't hate it, and and this is coming from somebody who is an enormous fan. Who, whenever he drops an album, something a comic book's going to get written. I just I just so let that be let that be a guiding star. The next time you're wondering when Oz is going to drop a new comic on you, um, <laughs> did some new Frank come out? <coughs> Well, I don't know if the comic's coming, but there's going to be a script. Oz is writing. Uh, Oz has written a mini scripts based off of the work of uh, Christopher Francis Ocean. Yeah. Uh. So. Um, is that his name? Yeah. Oh, did I know that? So, I don't hate it, but I think I'm gonna like it more. I think it's one of those songs that you like more in the when you hear it in the context of a whole album. Mm, yeah. And I think he, I think he made this song in the context of a larger project. That's what it sounds like. I to would me. hope so. Um, well, because you never know now. Because now you can just, you can just drop, you can just create some content on the spot, mm-hmm. drop it, mm-hmm. maybe drop one or two, one or two more joints with it, call it an EP, or call it an album nowadays. And put the album out whenever you feel like it because everybody's trying to beat the streaming game. Yep. Uh, so we'll definitely be on the look. Uh, if ever there was somewhere that would do any kind of Frank watch, it would definitely be an Oz uh, program. <laughs> yes. So you'll know when I know. Um, what else is going on? Uh, let's see. Old Town Road went diamond. Hmm. Uh, good for Lil Nas X. Um, Van Lathan got fired from TMZ. That's wild. Uh, well, I mean, not really wild, but good that, for him. <laughs> right, right. So basically, um, Van got into it with another coworker, um, at TMZ, Michael Babcock. <laughs> he just looks like a fucking yeah, Babcock. The whitest name. That is that's a white ass name. Uh. So he got into it with um, this guy who apparently has a history of saying conservative, racially questionable, hot button shit. Now, the sources that broke this story, I'm going to assume co-workers that got paid and didn't want anybody to know it. Uh, all they saw was Van and this dude come out of office burst out of office arguing and he looked and Van looked at the dude and said don't ever embarrass me like that again 
Mm. A black dude on the job looks a white person in the face and says, don't ever do that again. Damn. Somebody's probably about to lose their job. Yeah. And they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Van was sent home for a couple of days, apparently, and then uh, got the call that he was uh, going to be let go. Okay. So, guys, we've all had a bum-ass job. We all have, definitely, yes. We've all had a bum-ass job, and we've all contemplated the moment that we would not give a fuck anymore, that we would be set free. For me, this is Van's moment. Van was set free. Um, Good for him, man, because I honestly feel like Van has created enough of a name and a brand, not only from his podcast, Mm -hmm. but from his go-round with Kanye, Which definitely added to his, yeah, his thing, his yeah. his 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 brand. It, it definitely added to his brand. It, it made a lot of people look at him, look at him closer. for the first time. Um, I feel like with that, when you when you've acquired that much, as far as your brand, as far as buzz, I feel like it's. I, I feel like he he should have been left. True. And honestly, because that's not the that's not that's that kind of office doesn't create a culture for black people. Yes, it does not at all. The only the only black person I can see having a longstanding career there is that dude in with the with the locks who doesn't have anything original to say. I don't even know who he is. Nobody does. He just sits there and repeats what other people say. Yep, he just co-signs Harvey. He just co-signs Harvey. Ha ha. Yep. He's the black dude from ridiculousness, except mm. we actually take that nigga seriously. That nigga looks like that nigga look like he about the shits. I don't take either one of them seriously. <laughs> this nigga sits next to Chanel West Coast all day. <laughs> oh shit. Trash. Um But I feel like this is a blessing in disguise. This is Van's moment to uh, take his brand forward, mm-hmm. um, if that's what he wants. Uh, to do freelance, if that's what he wants. Apparently, he now now Joe Button said on his podcast that he talked to him on the phone and that he did have he you know he's kind of he has a contingency. He's had a contingency for the event of leaving TNC. Yeah, I mean, look y'all. Let me give y'all a secret about black people. <laughs> yep, we always got a plan. <laughs> for when we quit this motherfucker. We're always thinking about the day when always. we can just tell everybody to fuck off and yes. it's time to go. So we already we always have this shit planned in our heads. Um, just so you know. You might think it's all good. And this isn't just niggas with money. No. This is this is niggas thinking what if I win the lottery? Yep. This is niggas thinking what if I get offered slightly better health care. Yes. It could be anything. It could be somebody who's just like this motherfucker got one more time. Yes, every time. And that's 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 what you might think is all good. Our reviews might look nice and clean, but we're always thinking about if you say the wrong thing to me. In the in the in the right culture, a nigga always has his finger on the button. Always. Every time. I wish a motherfucker. Would. I wish today is the day. Today is the day. I might lose my job. Every everyone has said that. This segment sponsored by LinkedIn. 
Um, so we wish Van the best. Um, we definitely wish him luck on the next phase of his journey. You know, shutting the door, opening a window. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, Suge Knight signs his life rights. <laughs> what does that over even mean? His life rights over to Ray J. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up, man. Hold up. 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 There's two parts to this. Okay. That have me very confused. All right. Let's unpack it. First of all, Suge Knight's life rights. Okay. Life rights. What does that mean? Yes. In this case, in the event that um, it comes time for someone to uh, make a movie about him. Mm-hmm. In the event that someone is, it, it's time for someone to write his book. In okay. The, uh, in the event, you know, anything, anything that uses his likeness, huh? Um, that there, it, there's a set of legal agreements and legal stipulations that come with that. Okay. That you can have notarized. Ah, that makes sense. It's almost like a power of attorney. I understand. Exactly. That makes sense. Now, the second part of that equation. Okay. Ray J. So, of all people, as it turns out, Ray J has been friends with Suge Knight for a long time. We, you know, we clown Ray J pretty regularly, but uh, apparently Ray J has a relationship with some of these Real scary West Coast hood niggas. He does have an indoor pool and an, and outdoor, an outdoor pool. pool. He's got an indoor basketball court and an outdoor basketball yes, court. Yes, he does. He got a Lambo. <laughs> he got niggas out. He got niggas out in New York that'll get all in a nigga booty. <laughs> <laughs> and we know he'll slap the shit out of Fab. Well, according to him. According to him and the money team. Yeah. One of which fucked his now wife. Hmm. Um, So, what that means is, Suge Knight has trusted Ray J with this because apparently he trusts his business acumen, which I can't be mad at because this nigga has made millions of dollars (laughs) off of earbuds and scooters. And these little glasses that fold down kind of weird. Really? Well, he probably didn't make millions off of it, but he tried that one. Okay, well... Um. Yeah. So he had. So, uh, Raycon has made tons of money. Hmm. Is still making tons of money, and people. And uh, apparently, Suge Knight trusts his business acumen enough to sign that over to him. Should anything happen to him, you uh, know, I I I kind of joke. Ray Ray J honestly is like one of my. He's one of my role models. Like he has to be as lame as to he be is. as lame as and as marginally talented as he is, and have come so far. He has come up. He created the Kardashian empire. Um, He's still making Mona money? Still. He's still making Mona money? Ray J is a G. Man, we got to give Ray J his flowers while he's here with his loony ass. And then he always always ends up in the middle of some random shit. Like, remember when Chris Brown, like, held some broad hostage in his house? That that was... And Ray yes. J was the one I, who exonerated Chris Brown of whatever they thought he did. Don't understand it. 
Yeah, Ray J's got an interesting life. Ray J is like the Forrest Gump of hip hop, dog. If Ray J wanted to sit down and just narrate his life into an audiobook one day, I would be willing to. I'd invest. Yeah. I'd invest in that. Ray J really is. Like, if I was sitting on a bench next to Ray J, this motherfucker would have some wild stories. He would. That nigga's hip hop Forrest Gump. That's the name of this podcast. Hip hop. Hip hop Forrest Gump. Okay. Um, let's see. Did I have, let's see. Did I have anything else on the dock? Is there anything else that we need to be talking about? Uh, not really. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. We'll get we'll, to him. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Opinions While Black. You are experiencing Opinions While Black. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. Pumpkin, I, dude, I went on a, I went on a rampage, a rant this week at work. I was like, "What the fuck do we need pumpkins for?" <laughs> like y'all, y'all, y'all niggas be getting excited about pumpkins every year. Pumpkins are whack. They really are. Though. Are they a fruit? Are they a vegetable? Like, and then one was like, "Well, you know, just just pumpkins, just they just have the flavor of the season." When you cut that bitch open and you reach inside a pumpkin, what part do you eat? Please tell me. Any other fruit or vegetable, I can pick that shit out the ground, open it up, and eat what's inside. Y'all ain't really pumpkin ain't really popping like that. It's not. It's not. It's true. Y'all y'all say pumpkin pie, but how many of y'all actually take actual pumpkin guts and make that shit? No, y'all get that shit from whatever they put in the can. That ain't pumpkin. It ain't the same pumpkin that comes out the ground. Nope. Yeah. Y'all got your little pumpkin spice latte. That's just pumpkin extract. Pumpkin salt that y'all sprinkling in y'all shit. Okay, yeah. Pumpkins is trash. That's bullshit. And I'm keeping that in the podcast. Damn oh, it. we're back, yeah. Yes, we're back. We're back, we're black, we're opinionated, and uh, yeah. Did, did, y'all, did they get the whole thing? Yes, they did. Yeah. And the name of the episode is Pumpkins Are Trash. Pumpkins Are Trash. Okay, there we go. Um, so that was a that was based on a submission from Chef Ebersol Fallon. Hey, what's up, Chef? Did they get the whole thing talking about me talking about Brandon T. Jackson? Or no, no, no. They just oh, got okay. the pocket right. stuff. All right, good, nah. good, 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 good. And y'all don't need to know what that was about anyway. Okay. Um. Well, since we're in, white people must be stopped. Skirt. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, we do have a submission. We uh, that was a that that first one was based on a submission from uh, Chef Ibersol Fallon, our white people must be stopped correspondent, mm-hmm. who sent us notice that apparently Kroger carries uh, pumpkin pie flavored ice cream sandwiches, which sounds like man. the most disgusting thing I've ever. Y'all trying to pumpkin spice latte ice cream now? Come on, man. Um, so, um. Thank you, Chef, for that. Got you got a uh, Randall here, nice and wound up. Uh, we have another submission from last week's guest, Marcus Black, Mister Goodbar. Hey, what up? What up, man? Uh, thanks for coming through last week. That was one of my favorite shows to do. Um, he sent us a racist story. Good food. Uh, got a story from here from Mister Goodbar, Marcus mm-hmm. Black, who was here last week. Yep, yep. Thanks for coming through. 
Went to lunch with my son at Nico Nico's. While ordering my food, disheveled Caucasian male approaches me, hmm. interrupting me as I was ordering and asked me if I needed some work. He was referring to the manual labor commonly accepted by the gentlemen who post up outside of the Home Depot. Apparently, me and my son, dressed in shorts and t-shirts, mean I'm in the manual labor. Mm. I gave him the I gave him the funkiest no I could muster. As well, you should mm. have. As well, you should have. What the? Fu- mm. White people. What have no problem approaching you with anything? Wow. On any occasion, if you approach me while I'm with my family. They ask me some shit like that. I will slap the shit out of you, mm-hmm. and, and and deservedly so. What what made what made them think? What made that guy think? One that that was the time to even approach him about that if that's what you thought. But that but why did you think that at all? I know why, but I'm just asking. Hmm. That's some silly shit. See that's that's an easy way to get your ass clowned. That's an easy public. way. I'd have talked about him. I'd have talked about him if I didn't slap the shit out of him. Don't ever walk up. And this is at Nico kids. Nico's. I know the owner. I went to high school with him. I'll slap the shit out of you. Wish you say some shit and while, leave and and ask for a to go box and wait for it while I'm waiting for my chicken Philly with fries, <laughs> small Greek salad, no olives. Damn, Nico Nico's is delicious, dog. Mm. Um, I should have stopped there on the way. Uh, but uh, thank you for that, uh, Mr. Goodbar. Uh, please send your racist stories, please. your racist, uh, your real life racist stories, anything you think we missed in the news, along with your uh, listener letters, your questions for the for any of our guests commentary or any such things to opinionswildblack at gmail.com also uh, feel free to hit us up on any of our social media outlets uh, Opinions While Black is available on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram uh, we'll be right back to finish it off with the top three STFUs, you are experiencing Opinions While Black Houston's most savage podcast Pora so savage Yeah, he's out there, man. What the he, fuck? Like he's he's always been he's always been the guy that when you see him, you go, oh, oh that's a uh, what's from that thing that from that thing, name, man. What's that, that dude's thing. name? What's that dude's name? What's that dude's name? Oh, what's his? Whoa, he was in the thing. He said that thing. It was kind of funny. He said he did that the, thing. Uh, he did the booty sweat. No, uh, he was in the movie with the guy. He was in the movie. Oh, you know, because uh, he was man. Oh man, I'm gonna think of it, man. I'm I, a, man, it's gonna kill me when I, I'm gonna think of it when I get home. Too. I gotta pull up the IMDb, and then you get home and you still don't think of it. Oh, oh. By the way, we're back. Mm. We're talking about Brandon T. Jackson. Who? <laughs> um, exactly. Um, Brandon T. Jackson did not actually make it on the top three STFUs, but we felt he deserved honorable mention. <laughs> um. We felt he deserved honorable mention because he recently 
said that God for that he that he asked forgiveness from God for playing a gay guy in Tropic Thunder. Don't repent for don't repent for the greatest role you've ever had in your career. Here's my other Well, I don't know if this is a question or a statement. I don't really remember his character being gay. Yeah, he was. He no no, he that was the that was the twist was that he was he was all on uh Robert Downey Jr.'s case for playing uh, a black guy, but low key they were asking about if they had anybody back home, and he was like, "Well, why don't you tell him how you feel? What's the name, man?" And he said Lance. Oh, that's right. And then at the end, it turned out to be Lance Bass. Got you. Yeah. Hmm. Most poignant role of Lance Bass's career, yeah. by the way. <laughs> you know, I'm just a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. dude. I don't know. Lots. You know, some of that shit was still funny. That was like the only acceptable like version of blackface that I that I'll fuck with. Exactly, because it was making fun. Right, it was making fun of blackface. Of blackface, it was making fun of how far white people are willing to go. Very clever white people. Yeah, that very was, clever. That was a good move. I, I, you know, that, that's that how you move. get away with it. Also, one of the funniest things I've ever seen Tom Cruise in. Justin Trudeau. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise showed out in that one. That was he did. That was hilarious. I, I, it's, it's not very often he gets to stretch his legs like that, but that was funny. Um, so yeah, basically he gets uh, um, Brandon T. Jackson gets honorable mention. Shut the fuck up, man! Don't 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 make us regret the best role you've ever had in your career. When Bow Wow gets more work than you, that's a problem. You know, like uh, anyway. Uh, other honorable, uh, other honorable mention. Shut the fuck ups include uh, Cameron, Killer Cam, Killer Cam, Killer Cam was in his Killer. car. Killer Killer Cam was in his car at the stoplight, rapping about Juju, talking about he was gonna take her back, but he saw her with Safari. First of all, why don't you leave Safari? Safari is happily married with a baby on the way. Safari ain't thinking about Juju. I mean, I might still be thinking about Juju uh, if I was hey, Safari. You know, because Eric Man is insane. Um, but he ain't worried about that. And second of all, weren't you the one who was saying it wasn't fun anymore? Mm. Talking about you was about to take a back for what? I thought it wasn't fun. Mm. Saw her wearing all this all this fly fashion over shit on mm. Instagram. That's what happened. He forgot that girl was fine. It's it's rough being in your forty pluses uh, out here still smashing the rap groupies. <laughs> hey, hey, it's, I it's mean, rough. I mean, you know, if you, um, you still got it. Other shut the fuck ups include Ste- uh, other honorable mentions include uh, Steph Curry. Uh, no, Michael Jordan. Wait, that's the goat. Michael Basketball Jordan, the double stitched, contrasting stitch goat. No, Michael Jordan was Michael. Michael Jordan basically said that Steph Curry was trash, but I mean, he all he he cool, he all right, he ain't Hall of Fame yet. Get like me, kind of shit. I mean, Just kind of hater shit. But it's 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 MJ though. Uh, at some point, we're gonna have to have a real conversation about how we've let Michael Jordan skate for I'm a long the, time. I'm rocking the True Blue Threes right now, man. We'd let him skate for a long time. But his kicks are fire. Man, uh, kicks is all right. The, like the, the like re- these kicks are hot. The retros are fire. These kicks are hot. I have not fucked with with Jordans since the Space Jams. I, 
six rings. The the Space Jams were the truth. Six rings. Yeah, man, but you know we gotta call a spade a spade. Michael Jordan been an asshole. What do yeah, man. The, we don't have to, the kicks. What? I mean, I mean, Randall, we don't have to have the conversation right now. The Shattered Backboard 3s are coming out in a few weeks. But we're going to have to have a conversation eventually about how Michael Jordan is kind of trash. A trash human. That, his, his time in basketball is over, so we don't really... It's hard to keep leaning on that. Is it possible for me to not care about who he is as a human and still... Purchase like, the shoes? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, that's where we are then. Absolutely, that's fine. I feel better. Um, there are people still listening to Justin Bieber, so he has definitely oh. made KKK jokes. They... It was their fault for listening to him in the first place. Well, yeah, that's true, too. That's just me. Um, yeah, he got to shut... So, Brandon T. Jackson got to shut up. Killer Cam got to shut the fuck up. Uh... Michael Jordan got to shut the fuck up. Uh, a lot of these old basketball players got to shut the fuck up. Lamar Odom admitted to uh, leaving Taraji P. Henson for Khloe Kardashian. For OJ's daughter? For OJ's daughter. You know why? Taraji wasn't going to put up with that shit. <laughs> see, he, 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 he pro- he's probably framing it to sound like, yeah, I could have, I, you know, I could have fucked with, with Taraji like that, but you know what I'm saying? I had to get that Chloe. Nah, Taraji ain't fucking with no crackhead. <laughs> she ain't want your crackhead ass. She probably said, nigga in hell now. I think you Taraji's like, like 50, dog. That's where fuck you then, bitch. Taraji P. Henson's like 50 years old. I got OJ daughter. She look like Clayface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she's like pushing 50, man. Oh, man. Don't fret. Oh, God. That's, Lamar. That's insane. Um, so, yeah, those are honorary mentions. But it is time for the top three STFUs. <laughs> Who are the three people in America that need to shut, shut the, fuck the fuck up? up. Number three, Gucci Mane. Gucci? Okay, Gucci. Here's the deal. For those of you that don't know, Gucci has started this weird war with the Breakfast Club. Well, excuse me, this weird war with DJ Envy and Angela Yee. Because <laughs> um, let's face it, at this point, um, they are to the Breakfast Club what the other Black Eyed Peas were to the Black Eyed Peas after Fergie joined. Wow. Um. So. Yes, this includes you as well. Well, I am. Oh, wait. Well. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, Name the last time you took uh, Will I Am seriously. Never? Oh, okay, very good. So, um, The Breakfast Club, uh, basically, this stems back to like 2014, where apparently um, Gucci outed Angela Yee as being thirsty because... There was some video evidence of uh, Angela Yee trying to get in Gucci's drawers um, on this episode. Well, it wasn't lip service. He said it was it was an episode of her podcast, Lip Service, but it was uh, it was some Vice program. Hmm. It was her and Melissa Ford, and they were talking shit. And so, um, so this this got a whole thing started, and so he's not been back to the Breakfast Club since. And he, according to him, he's banned. According to him, he is banned because uh, what was it? Um, 
because Angela Yee didn't want him there um, mm. because she was embarrassed. Now, here's the thing. He has been going on about this for a few weeks now. He put out the video footage of her talking shit to him. And it could be construed as a little thirsty. But he also said that she was in his, his inbox talking about trying to fuck, talking about where you where's your hotel at. Ah. Um, this is where, this is the rub. And so it started this whole thing. Uh, DJ, basically, Envy went to back for Angela Yee. She uh, exonerated herself of uh, the allegations, aside from, you know, what's on video. Uh, Charlemagne went rogue and did a whole interview with Gucci, where Gucci definitely referred to Angela Yee as that podcast bitch. Burr! Um, and definitely referred to DJ Envy talking about um, he was gonna run, he was gonna pull up on him and see if he had the same energy. You know, DJ Envy has a very fadable face. Like, <laughs> like he would get slid with the quickness. And I don't see now. First of all, I don't see why anybody's surprised because Charlemagne has a has a long history. Of letting people go in on his on his coworkers. You know the funny thing about that show is that the the dynamic for me with all of them has always been like Charlemagne is doing his own shit. Yeah, and Envy and Ye are just kind of like ah along for the ride. Yeah, they're just along for the ride. He really don't give a fuck. I mean, Angela has Angela looks sick of Charlemagne. The last the last thing of Breakfast Club I saw, Angela looks sick of Charlemagne. I mean, outright sick. What's she gonna do about it? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> she needs that bag. She needs the bag. She's that one coworker. She's that one coworker that sees the bullshit, d- does not speak on the bullshit, mm-hmm. even though she could, because she knows damn well she needs this bag. And she knows that she's probably the most replaceable one on the show. You know what? Hey, that's what's funny to me. If Angela Yee were the version of herself that she is. On her podcast, on lip service, mm-hmm. that would be a way more lit breakfast club. Because it's just her and a bunch of washed, like, 40-plus chicks from Brooklyn uh, talking about sex. Yeah. Like, if she yeah. would if she would bring that energy on the breakfast club, be way more popular. Hmm. But they're not going to let her do that. They're not going to let There's her no room that. for no. that in there. No. Mm-hmm. Charlemagne's not going to let that go down because yeah. he got books to sell. Yeah, and all he wants to talk about is mental health. Right. That's all that nigga wants to talk about all, now. All the time now. And Envy, ain't, Envy doesn't want to be anywhere near it because he ain't trying to get in any more trouble with his wife. Yep. Um, be that all as it may. I wonder if she punked his ass for getting, <laughs> for getting bitched out by Deez and Miro. <laughs> So you just gonna let them? So you just gonna let them say that shit? Well, baby, I, I just got—I couldn't let them. I couldn't let them come at you like that. So you just gonna let them say that shit? You are a fuck. You are the host of the fucking Breakfast Club. I mean, and you will act like it. I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? This is DJ Envy. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear that shit. Go to your room. Yes, ma'am. Can and I, no, can, and no dinner. Can I have some water? No. No water. All right, cool, bed. And no dinner. Okay. Go to fuck the bed. Good night. Um, and so now my thing with Gucci is that <laughs> Gucci, I, this looks so like 
it was him trying to make Angela Yee look bad years ago. Mm-hmm. And now that it's come back, it doesn't make anybody look bad but him. But him. You are married. You lost like 80 pounds. You you got out of yeah. you you did your time and paid your debt to society in prison. You came out and made a better album than you've made in a long time. Like you're you're in a good place. Mm-hmm. You're in a good place and you have been Your teeth are perfect, sir. And you have been getting by for a long time on this reinvention of yourself of being in a good place. You've been getting by on this for a long time. And so it's weird for you to come back around and come out your mouth and be talking about old work. That really isn't even old work. Like, you were trying to make her thirsty. Now it seems like you're thirsty to make her look thirsty. That's even worse. Yeah. That can't be good for the brand. Gucci. Gucci, sir. You're better than this. Gucci. You're better than having social media beef with Angela Yee. Gucci, you, you've you you've gone from women saying that you look like a booger wolf to them saying, I mean, you know, now he kind of snuckish. Yeah, kind of cleaned up. I mean, nigga, you need to take what you can get, bro. Instead of beefing with the third most popular member of the Breakfast Club. Mm. You're better than this, Gucci. So shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up and go on about life with your cute wife. Yep. Uh, Number two. This is a joint shut the fuck up. This joint shut the fuck up Ooh. goes out to... This doesn't happen a lot. Martin Scorsese, oh. Francis Ford Coppola, yeah. and Jennifer Aniston. Damn, where did she come from? Exactly. Exactly. All three of them shitting on Marvel movies. Martin Scorsese jumped out of his fucking mouth and said it wasn't real cinema. <laughs> what? Francis Ford. Oh, he said they're like they're like uh, theme park rides, and they're not real cinema or whatever. I. By the way, y'all, I didn't really, I didn't really fuck with Departed like the rest of y'all did. I'm just gonna put that out there. I'm just saying. Oh, you mean you didn't fuck with uh, internal affairs plus racial slurs and Mark Wahlberg? Mm. Um. Mm. For the record, uh, The Departed is actually the only movie I've ever taken Mark Wahlberg seriously in. <laughs> uh, that, like, I'm telling you, I, I can't stand Mark That and Shooter. That's it. That's all I give him. That's all he gets from me. Okay. You gave him a lot. <laughs> so, um, Martin Scorsese says it's not real cinema. Francis Ford Coppola jumped out to not only co-sign Martin Scorsese, but to also go further and say that they're despicable. And then why, Jennifer Aniston... Why are you mad, though? And then Jennifer Aniston jumped up to say they're diminishing the movie industry. Okay. Okay, she, got, tur- she got turned down for some shit. I had to. She wanted to be either like Black Widow or, you know, and they were like, nah, oh, you wanted, can't do that. They she, wanted, she wanted to replace the Wasp or some shit. Yeah, and they are like, nah. She's like, well, can I at least be Shuri? And they are like, no, bitch. No, get the fuck out. Um, and so, so right there, I can address all three of these. Jennifer Aniston, when they call you about a part, you won't be complaining. Yep. Uh, Martin Scorsese, just say you don't like him. 
just say you don't like it. this not real cinema thing. This is the thing. I hate snobs. I hate snobs, and this is maximum snobbery. And it's all him complaining because he basically had to he basically had to beg Netflix to make his latest movie. Yeah. I can't feel bad for a white for a white man that has the clout and has the resources to get whatever the fuck movie he wants to make made. Cause I can tell you, he might not have liked having to go to Netflix to get his movie made, but I can tell you there are tons of directors of color. That are begging, beating the fucking door down, waiting on a Michael B. Jordan or a Viola Davis or somebody else to come along and say, I will back this movie. So I don't want to hear his fucking crying. I don't. I really don't. And Francis Ford Coppola, I don't even need to have a giant unpacking with you. Godfather 3 alone leaves you out of whatever snobbery you're trying to be a part of. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. The person who made Godfather 3 doesn't ever get to talk about anybody else's movie being despicable. Not ever. And your talentless and your talentless ass daughter. Dad? I'll take to your left any day over that shit. Get the fuck out of my face. All three of y'all can hold mm-hmm. a joint L. Shut the fuck up. Shut it. Shut the fuck up. Uh, go watch your shit on the Sundance channel somewhere and let us like what the fuck we like. Shut the Criterion fuck up. Shut the cri- Shut the extended edition two-hour Criterion commentary fuck up. <laughs> Shut the inside the actor studio. Fuck up. <laughs> Not the James Lipton fuck up. <laughs> like Jennifer Anderson, shut the I fucked it up with Brad Pitt fuck up. Bruh, Jennifer Aniston, first of all, let me just say, Jennifer Aniston just got out of trouble because she was in some magazine uh, where she had clearly used too much bronzer. Bro. And was trying to look like Rachel Dozel out this motherfucker. Bro. With the crochet braids and shit. Bro. If she don't get the fuck out of here, it's over, Rachel. <laughs> and the number one person who should shut the fuck up is Mr. Shaquille O'Neal. Wow. Shaq Diesel. Shaq Daddy. Shaq Diesel got to get the fuck up out of here. So you don't, y'all know the Hoopa, the Hyper, protected by a Viper. <laughs> so I don't know why I was trying to call me out on this on this podcast. <laughs> you know I'm the Shaq Daddy. Yeah, I got I, I sell everything. I sell everything. Hot dogs, gold bond, insurance, back pain, knee That's pain. Right. I sold some subpar spe- sneakers at one time. <laughs> uh, I had a video game. I did. I did. You ever seen Shaq Fu? Oh yeah, saw Shaq Fu. You might not remember me for my uh, my, Kazam. my Oscar, my Oscar uh, worthy performance in uh, Kazam. We have not forgotten Steel, uh, starring you and Ray J. How could you? How could you ever forget Steel? That was a that was a that was a work of art. Man, yeah. so Shaq, uh, you know he's dealing. You know he fucks with Papa John's. And apparently he is trying to start an initiative where he wants to get a Papa John's in every HBCU. Don't nobody want that shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
Don't nobody want that damn sugar crust pizza, dog. That sugar, that sugar crust cardboard pizza. I'd rather have Godfather's pizza than Papa John's. <laughs> I will drive. I will go all the way to a fucking shopping mall and eat Sabaro before wow. I fuck with Papa John's. Like, what the fuck, like? This is a this is a critical misunderstanding of black people, you know. And the only reason this is this is the case is because uh, you know parents only get interested in college when their kids go to college. Yes. So you know, Sharif is playing basketball. Miles is trying is wants to be Sharif's manager. Yeah. Uh, Miles got to be I'm t- Miles got to be putting. It, Putting the dick down. I'm, I know. I'm Sharif O'Neal's brother. Yeah. You want to meet him? Come suck my dick. Wow. I'm telling you what happened. That escalated quickly. Um, His kids are in college. So now he's trying to be Mr. I'll buy a wing of the school kind of thing. I put a Papa John's in every HBCU. <laughs> That's not something to be proud of. That's not something to tell people you're a part of. Shaq just has a just a vast misunderstanding of everything. He really yeah. does. I, I think. I think. <sighs> That's why Damian Lillard dusted your ass in this rap battle. <laughs> That's exactly why Damian uh, Lillard dusted your Hoopa, dumb Viper, ass. Protected by Viper. The, the Shaq Diesel's got to spank these. Got to spank these little kids. Got to spank these kids. The whole ad lib, the whole first forty five second ad lib was about you spanking dudes. Barbecue chicken. Look, I know you were a Q dog, but chill. I play with a puppet. Somebody has explained to me the relation somebody has explained to me the relationship between fraternities and spankings. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get in trouble for that, hey, but Yeah, let me not do that. I, <laughs> I was I was about to look I was about to go there, then I looked at the the tequila at the bottom of this cup. <laughs> Uh, decided it would be best to not do that. Shaq Diesel, keep funding your wife's uh, terrible, problematic-ass, your ex-wife's terrible-ass, problematic-ass reality show and shut the fuck up. Do that. You were good at that. Just, Just stop. I mean... We've never needed you. Like, you were a pop icon back in the day, but we've never needed you to be down. No. Nah. We've never looked to you for that. We've never looked to you for cultural cues. At all, whatsoever. <laughs> you're not build, You're not making any landmarks putting Papa John's on a fucking uh, black campus. You're yep. not. You're not. And, and then most of, the, most of the schools are not accepting that. Right. TSU is not accepting... A Papa John's. First of all, they got Chick Fil A. This Domino's. Wait, TSU got a Chick Fil A? Yes, nigga. Damn. TSU had Chick Fil A for years. Word. TSU had Chick Fil A for at least five years. At least. Damn, y'all came up. Yes. Shit. You know what? What would really be the come up? What would be the come up? If they had a Frenchies. Oh, that's a little too. That's too uh, much. Even though the new Frenchies is going to be right there next. To I would say the new yeah. Frenchies is right up the street. Like, mm. uh, yeah, no, I don't think that's happening. 
Uh, they got enough chicken places in the neighborhood. There's no such thing. <laughs> There's too many chicken places in the hood. Especially not Third Ward chicken. You know, yeah. Third Ward chicken. It's nothing like it. Damn. Maybe we want to go to Cream Burger. Ooh. Ooh. Right there on the corner of Elgin and Scott. Scott. That's legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, cream. Cream Burger is wonderful. If you're ever in Houston, go to Cream Burger. Um, don't let the name, don't let the name discourage you. Right. <laughs> uh, D. Randall, have we done a podcast? We have absolutely done a podcast. Not only have we done a podcast, we've done our last podcast at this studio. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. We're we're moving. We're we're actually moving up in the world, man. We're gonna move into a new spot in about a month. A more uh, private studio space. Yeah, more private studio space where we can probably get more throw than we do now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the next few episodes, though, are going to be um, uh, at the ill-mannered estate. Uh, you might hear dogs barking in the background occasionally. It's possible, but you know that's that's part of the that's part of the the, the flavor. That's how we started. That's yeah. our, that was, that's us getting back to our roots. You know what I'm saying we got to remember where we came from. Exactly. You don't know where you're going until you know where you've been. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking with it. That's just right. Um, uh, announcements. Uh, I have none. I have none. I'm. So faded. I don't know if I'm going to make it to Euphonics thing. Damn. I'm kind of distraught that the... Oh, fucking... happy Oh, happy birthday, Euphonic. He just celebrated a birthday this oh, week. Shout out to him. Oh, damn. I was I was just about to say, because like the last couple of weeks, um, I was trying to pull up the ratings and the reviews for okay. the podcast. And what we got? There wasn't anything. Well, since the last time I looked, we got two more five-star ratings. Hey! Still a five-star podcast. Gotta hit him with the air horns. Oh, man. Yep, the last review we got was the song of the week is always on point. Hey. And, I mean, that's something that we've always known. That's right. You know? And if you want to inquire more about the songs of the week, if you are a Spotify listener, you can go to, uh, um, you can look up Opinions While Black Featured Music. There's a whole playlist there. Uh, full of all the songs of the week we've had, give or take a couple that were kind of just only on SoundCloud, maybe. Um, and uh, you can you can listen there, and it's updated every week. Uh, man, that was a good pick this week, Beat mm-hmm. Nuts. Yeah, y'all weren't expecting Beat Nuts. Um, until then, this has been episode sixty-two, sixty-two. Goddamn, uh, of opinions while black. I have been Oz. I am D. Randall, and I will quote someone that just said, this Jesus is King album is the second worst thing to happen to Jesus. <laughs> Notice we made no mention of it the entire time. Oh, damn. Yeah, Kanye dropped an album. We don't give a fuck. We didn't listen to it. We're not going to listen to it. Kanye can suck a dick. Um, I mean, that's would that make him gay? <laughs> <laughs> And as always, forever imparting titties. Damn it, Kanye. (laughs) 